Let's get ready to bake and save. <laughs> you had one crack early on. You were doing really good for a while there. I was trying to go for the whole time, but then my voice just said, nope, you're still getting over a cold. You had about eight seconds left. Really? I believed in you. Oh. <laughs> believed past tense. I could have done it. I could have done it, but <sighs> curse my body. Welcome, everyone, to Bacon Sale. <laughs> Welcome back, Jacob. Hey, Thank Jake. You. How's Thank it going? You. Thank you. You did sound you, so much more masculine. Did you like my girly voice last week? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I practiced my girly voice, my giggle a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was actually good. I mean, we had Emily on the show last week, and it was good to have a little bit of feminine flair, which I would say we all kind well, of more have more so than anyways. usual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You curse your body. Curse my body. <laughs> Hormones. But, but but Jake is back, so... I hate my bangs. Your bangs? Yes. <laughs> what? I hate them. I don't even know what you're talking about. I, th- I think it's hair. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so anyways, hey, it's Bacon Cell. I'm Kent. I'm Joel. And Jacob. Okay, so what are we talking about, guys? Well, uh, much <laughs> to the dismay of many people... We're talking about Doctor Who today. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just funny to me how, I mean, we're, we are a show where we talk about all sorts of pop culture, all sorts of things. And we, we try to do a wide range and different things that we're interested in. And yet this one seemed to be very divisive. This was the first one where I saw people being like, don't do it. Oh, no, I guess we didn't. No, get a, I, I, would, I would agree with that. We did get a don't do a Dungeons and Dragons episode, but... Doctor Who, like, it, we, we posted on our Facebook page. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Yeah. We posted that we were, we were going to be talking about Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And the response has been uh, mixed, mixed to negative. Mixed is, <laughs> is appropriate. Which I'm super surprised by because I think anyone that listens to our show has this, you know, there's a nerd flavor about, about them. I mean, you kind of have to be a geek to enjoy our show. Because we don't really go into sports. We don't talk about current events. Hardly. We talk about Superman versus Gene Gray. <laughs> we talk about which Karate Kid movie is better. Uh, and so it's a natural step to just talk about Doctor Who, right? So, I mean, there's a lot of people, though, maybe this is still such a subculture that they don't know what it is. And it might as well be Babylon 5 to them, you know? like it's you know, That's a low blow. But, yeah, I think you're right. But yeah. I do feel like people have an unnecessarily negative view towards Doctor Who. And I'm not exactly sure why. Like, you don't... Okay. I'd like to read some of these comments. If it, I are, we, are we starting with this? I, I think we really? should. Really? Okay. Are we comments? I know, yeah. I mean, I, I think they're comments. important enough. Okay. okay. So one of these ones, this one's from Mike Hilton, says, I've only seen a few, uh, I've only seen a few of these shows. What does he mean? What? A few of these shows? A few shows. of Doctor Show. Uh, oh, episodes. We posted on Facebook, how would you pitch Doctor Who to those that haven't seen it? And if you haven't seen it, what would you like to know? Okay. And so Mike Hilton said, I've only seen a few of these shows, and I'd like to know why, and I'd like to know why does anyone like Doctor Who? Which, wow. It's a question. It's not necessarily a negative thing, but apparently he's not sold. Yeah, See, it's, it, it's open, though. It's and that's open. what I've kind of seen is, like, it's not that people haven't really seen it or, like, on Netflix, like a Babylon 5 sort of thing. It's people know about Doctor Who, and they avoid it. I think, well, and I think part of it is because they don't know enough about it. Okay. And so they are like, eh, I'm not interested. Like, for example, from uh, Emily... <laughs> From our co-host from the last podcast. She just can't let go. She said, my pitch for a Doctor Who episode is not to do a Doctor Who episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's really rude. Which I thought thought that was kind of shocking. And then we had another one that said, 
this is the fir- this will be the first episode of Bacon Cell. This is from Blake Densley. This is the first episode of Bacon Cell I will not be listening to. You must be scraping the bottom of the barrel if you are doing an episode on this piece of irrelevant cultural crap. <laughs> Isn't that insane? And Blake is a super nice guy. I've never seen him this upset about anything. Why does it bring it out? Why, why does this? But it's funny to me that right after that, uh, Emily said, ha ha, I probably won't listen either. And I'm their super fan. Yeah. Keep in mind, Emily is the one who got really upset at someone for saying they thought that Star Wars should be erased and it wasn't that good. <laughs> so she said they're saying really upset. She's defending Star Wars to the death and some other pop culture sci-fi show comes along and she's like, oh, terrible. Don't want to listen to it. Well, it's funny, like the infighting that happens with within geek communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I hate on Marvel a whole bunch, but in the end, I'm like, oh, I don't really care. But people will disagree like about star trek or star wars or just i think you have that in any group of uh, likes and dislikes though i mean even yeah. about sports for example people pick their sports teams and it's like you know i like i like the 49ers i like you know the Seahawks, hate the cowboys but that's i think it's what it is <laughs> it's kind of that sports mentality of my team versus your team yeah which i'm i'm not really in the team of star trek meaning i'm very novice yeah i, I don't know much about it Same. i just barely started the original series actually but I'm okay with it. If people like Star Trek, that's fine. And I just haven't got into it yet, but I don't have a negative approach to it. I'm trying to think if there is some sort of sci-fi show that I'm just like, oh, no, I hate it and I will never watch it. <laughs> I can't think of one. But so we Battle also have uh, – Leanna says – her question was, who is the hottest doctor and why is it David Tennant? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. Which for those of you who don't know, he is probably one of the most popular – he is the most popular yeah, doctor he, of he's our been time. voted that many yeah. times, right? Yeah. Okay. I think Kevin Davies really nailed it. Yes. He says, my pitch for Doctor Who, it is cheesy and the plots are full of holes. There are all sorts of con- uh, continuity errors. Many of the characters are ne- never developed. And like, that all sounds really bad, right? That right. all sounds like reasons you shouldn't watch it. And then right. he goes on to say – I should know because I watch I've watched eight seasons in a row and can't wait for the next season to come out. And that's that's the camp I fall into. I fall into. I'm of the mind. I just barely started watching Doctor Who like two years ago. Yeah, and it's it started. Uh, when did the new uh, reboot start? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. I should. I have that in my notes. I should pull up my notes instead of looking at the Facebook page. And so I'm I'm very new to this, but. I acknowledge its faults. I like the show. I think it's a fun show, but it definitely, it's not a perfect show. No, no, I wouldn't say that. It's not one of the shows that I consider one of the greatest TV shows of all time, but man, it's got some fun stuff. So So, I I do think the majority, and I think it's a silent majority of our listeners are Doctor Who fans. Like, I really think that's the case. The majority of our listener? (laughs) Of our listener. listener. (laughs) No, we have three people claiming to be the the listener who enjoys the show now. (laughs) So wow. now we can officially say plural listeners. We can say listeners? <laughs> yeah. This is a momentous occasion, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> More than one. <laughs> but I would say the majority, like two of those three, <laughs> they, they, they like Doctor Who or they, they have some knowledge of it. Mm. But I think we need to do – we need to intro who the Doctor is. And by the way, I think we should have a yeah. count of how many times we say who is Doctor Who. Yeah. Because that's a fail on our part. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would like to talk about how we got into the show or didn't get into the show and then where we stand. Well, do you want to get up the stances up front? Because we're going to be defending our arguments from yeah. here on out. Sure. Let's jump right to stances. That's because good... we, uh, upon discussing Doctor Who, which we talked about, we were talking about this because uh, by the time you listen to this, the season premiere will have happened on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, season uh, 9. Season premiere. Season so we, did, we were talking about Doctor Who and if we should do a Doctor Who themed podcast and we found out that we were basically in three different camps. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Kent, you want to go first? Yes, I am. This is strange on this show, but I'm the super fan. 
<laughs> I am the one that's... You can't, you can't see this, but Kent is actually wearing a fez and a bow tie right it, now. They're cool. <laughs> I mean, I am the guy who will preach about this show to people, and not in an embarrassing way. I really like to think I'm kind of a casual geek, that I don't necessarily have to look like the geek. Well, say there's a Comic-Con or something. Do you think you'd ever be on a Doctor Who panel? I've been as, on a few. As a, as a <laughs> like, I try to be on every one. He already has been. <laughs> I know. That's because this is going to sound really condescending, but I'm just going to put it out there. What? Kent sounding condescending on Bacon Cell? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's dribble. <laughs> that's, that's, do, do, I like Marvel. <laughs> what a planet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wait. Condescend I, away, Kent. We should have like a recap show, like a season finale recap show where we'd like, hey, here's where Ken's condescending, and it's apart from every episode where I just... Hey, by the way, it's our 25th episode. Yay! Yay! That's pretty cool. Arbitrary benchmarks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Three listeners in 25 episodes. So I will get into it. I will tell people why Doctor Who is a great show, and I have my issues with it, but I still stand by great. You say great. Yes. Okay. On par with Breaking Bad... And it's, Game it's, of Thrones. I mean, I hate to say this term, but apples and oranges. I mean, Breaking Bad is, what, 5.5 seasons or 6 seasons, <laughs> whatever, yeah. of greatness, of watching the destruction of a man. This is an endless bounty of entertainment. Mm, it's a lot. It's been on for a long, long time. And we will get into the overwhelming history in a bit. Okay. But I'm saying great now, right, so ken's the super fan i, I gotta swing over this way because uh kent you mentioned that you were a missionary for the church of doctor who yeah of church Latter-day of galatas yeah yes yes and uh you preached to other people that to watch it mm-hmm. truth be told you are part of the reason i started watching this I, you know thank you joel you're welcome thank you and it's because well okay I didn't really... I knew of Doctor Who. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, well, no, I might as well get into it now. Yeah. I knew of Doctor Who. I knew <laughs> I knew the theme song since I was young. I think everyone <clears> does. But I didn't know why. I think it was on like one of those compilation of best TV theme songs. And, and can TVs? we just do a little improvised version? We're terrible. This is not your best work. No, actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was doing the Born theme song. My mistake. No, I knew the theme song. I don't know exactly how. I knew it was a British sci-fi show, but I thought it was like, I don't know. I thought it was more creepy, I guess. And funny story, I actually was listening to this before, but I knew the a different version of the theme song. I knew the Doctor Who. Yes, that you've Doc- heard at sports arenas. Doctor Doctor in the TARDIS. Okay, I'm going to play a sample for you now. It's it's a it's a sports version. Everyone knows this. It's song. mixing Rock and Roll Part Two by Gary Glitter yeah. and this song. But this is how I knew the theme song. So there's the Doctor Who part. Oh, the TARDIS. Which, this is super campy and super terrible, but for some reason, that was one of my exposures to it, and I could sing that song. I don't know why. 
I, I knew what Doctor Who was, like I said. I, the first episode I remember seeing was The Lodger, season five, uh, episode 11. Just like randomly? It's like this is the first episode I saw knowing it was Doctor Who. Okay. But I didn't, I started, like, I was flipping channels. And, yeah, back when I flipped channels. <laughs> yeah. And it was right in the middle of the episode, and I had no idea what was going on. There was, you know, black mold. He was talking to someone who wasn't in the room. They were in a completely other futuristic room, which ended up being the TARDIS. That was Hotel Nightmares or uh, whatever that Gordon Ramsay show is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Corden was yeah. there. I yes, no he was. Idea. Before he was big, I had no idea what was going well, on. Well, he's always big, if you know I was, what I'm saying. I was very, very confused. <laughs> but then the, the tipping point, because I, I kept hearing people talk about it. I saw it in pop culture over and over again. Yeah. And then on Halloween two years ago or three years ago, I think it was, four different people at work dressed up as characters from Doctor Who. One of which being me. Kent was the 10th Doctor. Yeah. Uh, we had John as the 11th. John was the 11th. Rich was the 4th. Yes. And then Havala was yes. was Karen. No, not yeah, Karen. Yeah, she's, she's Amy Karen. Pond. Amy. Yes. Karen Gillian, who's Amy Pond. And I remember thinking, wow, if four different people independently of each other dressed up as this as show. As different Doctors. As different Doctors. I said, there's got to be something to this show. And Whoa. then Kent convinced me to watch an episode, which we'll talk about later. Yes. And... I decided, okay, well, my dad and I were looking for a new sci-fi show to watch together because we, you know, watch them on Tuesday nights. We'll watch a sci-fi show together. Which is pretty special, by the way. It's a little bonding thing. You yeah. Know, we did Battlestar Galactica all together, and then we did Doctor Who all together. And I'm a fan. Yeah. Now, I'm not a fanatic because that's where <laughs> so we're So wait, wait. Different. You're a fanatic without the attic. So you're just a fan. I'm just a fan. Okay. Yes. Because my dad actually no longer watches the show. He got through, we got through. Um, Why doesn't he watch it anymore? He he got annoyed with it. Not annoyed with it, but he just kind of got tired of it. He was like, yeah, I think I'm done. Is it because you passed him up, though, in episodes? No, no. We would watch it together. Like, Tuesday nights, we would watch an episode together and then maybe uh, two episodes together, depending. We'd, I'd text him, be like, I'm going one more. And he's like, okay, this is a two-parter. We'll do another one. Okay. Because we're watching it in separate houses. But we watched it together all the way through, I believe, all the way through Matt Smith. And we watched the Matt Smith finale together. But he didn't... Oh, really... so he's only a season behind. He is, but he yeah. said he, he kind of said, I'm done. And he likes certain aspects of it, mm-hmm. but he's not. He's just kind of. I'm done. And the truth be told is, I like the show. Yes, I'd say good. You're in the camp of great. Mm-hmm. I'm in the camp of good because I fully acknowledge that it has some issues and some plot holes and some you know stuff that annoys me. Some episodes I just kind of roll my eyes at, but then there's just so much fun stuff in between that that it carries me along, and I could, plan on continue watching. Could you give it a grade? It would be like, can I give it a tier? Yeah, give it a tier because that's what we do for okay. TV shows. All right, it's a, it's a tier two, tier two. Yeah, it's a tier one for me. So it's like a three on your five scale. If it was a movie, it's a little better than average because there are some really, really that's fun. Yeah. There's some fun stuff that happens, and and I love being part of this pop culture group. So the inconsistency is kind of what bothers you. Yeah, I mean sometimes it's just plot conveniences move the plot along instead of actual plot reasons. And they kind of just explain things away, like, oh, he's a doctor. Kind of like, oh, he's Batman. That's how he got away from the nuclear explosion. But, you know. Okay. So I'm in the light camp. I like it. I will recommend it to people, but I don't think it's for everyone. And I think some people are going to be annoyed by it. Well, those people said they're not listening to the show. It's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> we may just be pre- preaching to the choir oh, here. There was oh, one... it's a Doctor Who podcast. So, Jake, <laughs> tier one for me, tier two for Joel. Tell us, tell us about how you feel about the show. Tier three for me. Easy tier three? Yeah. Here's the, here's the trouble. Okay. Right? And this really is a complex thing because, you know, Blink, which is for a lot of people, the introductory episode, which you guys it's, will talk it's about ga- later. It's a gateway doctor, epi- doctor is episode. It is one of the most perfect TV episodes I've ever seen on any show. Like, Great. Yeah, true. 
like that show or that episode is is just fantastic. Now, if if you go and watch a bunch of other shows, you'll see that the range is so wide, and I mean so very, very, very wide. <laughs> Uh, where you can watch your favorite things and the things where you're literally like putting your head in the pillow cushion, just wanting to suffocate yourself so you don't have to watch oh, another moment of this. Come on. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration either. Oh my gosh. I had that's to be resuscitated once, yeah. once by my wife, which, you know. Jake's a choker. Yeah. What? So. Family friendly. <laughs> what is going on here? He just throws that out so fast. <laughs> he tried to sneak it in there while I was checking my computer. Yeah. Jake tried to as well. Yeah. I leave for two seconds. <laughs> Boys. <laughs> Joel's on his phone, so I, could, I can throw in that. Uh, I had, I had stuff. to check in something. But I, I, I have a quote here okay. from Jeff. And it says, I generally say either they'll watch it and give up or they'll watch it and it'll take hold. It'll either create a personal relationship with you or it won't. It will create a relationship with you. It's not for everyone, though. Like it is not people. There's people that are going to watch this and hate it, even though there are people that are watching going to like it. Actually, that's true of most movies and films, I guess. Yeah, obviously. Okay, here's another weird tidbit I found because I was doing a little research, and then I have a story. But the research I had done, which was really simple, I looked up what people thought were the best Doctor Who episodes and what they thought were the worst Doctor Who episodes. Okay, you ready for the weird twist? Yeah. The same episodes appear on both lists. Not surprising. I, I mean, mean, look at any Amazon review. You have five star and one star. It's like, is that. it because yeah, people no. think it's like too tailored for a general audience? Well, they have and hundreds goes, of episodes to choose from. Yeah. Right? So it's really polarizing. It's like Blink even showed up on one of these worst lists. By a crazy person? I, uh, right. That's what I thought too. But I mean, that's the most peculiar thing is, yeah, it goes to what you're saying. It's just not for everyone. Like even the very best episodes can be annoying to somebody. And then maybe the I, more I think these are Doctor are Who hipsters, you as know, of, for like Blink, for example. As who, of Christmas 2014, 813 episodes of Doctor Who have aired. Holy. So let's, let's start there. Because with the, the show has the been going for 52 years. Anyone coming into this will say... Holy cow, I'll never even start no, that wait. show. That's overwhelming. No, I'm a novice. That, that's not 52 years straight, right? It There's, is not 52 years straight. Okay, we they, have a, they took a, a hiatus in the late 80s, or mid-80s. Yeah, 1987. As when, so it went from 1963 to about 84 or 87 around that time. Uh, it looks like, according to this, about 87. Okay. From, and then, from the 23rd of November, 1963, to the 7th of September, 1987. But it went that long. Ah, dang it. 6th of December, 1989. You're <laughs> all over the place. There was a dash there. <laughs> Joel said some numbers just now. That's yeah, I no, I, don't, I didn't even understand them. 63 to 89. So, this show goes for a really, really long time. Gets canceled because, well, the show had really bad special effects. People stopped caring. The writers stopped caring. BBC stopped investing. And they're like, and... Sorry to everyone who's been watching for nearly 30 years or whatnot. Canceled. And then. Then and so, came the movie in 1996 that revitalized the genre. Or not. Or, or not. <laughs> they tried to create a movie in 1996 and try to make it good for American audiences. Mm-hmm. And it didn't quite work. So no. they still had a British doctor, but he showed up in, I think, L.A. Something like that. And Eric Roberts played the villain. <laughs> In the worst possible way. And there are some campy villains on Doctor Who. Like, the show is pure camp. It's a lot of camp. But when Eric Roberts shows up and outdoes them all, we've got a problem. <laughs> so then, 1996 comes and goes. Comes and goes. Nothing. The show doesn't, isn't highly rated. It doesn't really pick up steam. So why, in March of 2005, did we get a reboot? 
A revival. Revival. It's not a reboot because they didn't start it over. Yes. But they did change a lot of the story. They did. They did. And they've actually, they've been changing the story all the way through. Which, it's when true. we talk about inconsistencies and plot holes, that's part of the history. Well, that's the problem. I mean, you have a show on for 50 years, it's going to be hard to keep track of who said what when. Yeah. And they probably yeah. should hire someone like Jeff Priest to, <laughs> to catch them up. No, on. absolutely. We, we, have a, we have a common friend of uh, Jeff Priest. He's a super fan. And he, uh, He's watched all the all the episodes except for the lost ones because apparently there's ones that are lost for all time because yeah. they can't find them. But he's seen them all multiple times and he knows it very very well. In fact, I, I told him I would do. We, we got some feedback from him. I have some good feedback. I already read one of his quotes. He does have a website. It's Jeff Who, and that's J E P H. He spells Jeff J E P H W H. He spells it, or that's just his name. The way his name that's is spelled. His name. That's how he spells okay. it. It's both. <laughs> but it's, it's jeffwho.com, and he does uh, art for Doctor Who. Yeah. So I told him because of his feedback, I'd, I'd plug his website at least once. Oh, awesome. It's some good feedback. And I think that I think there is so much history there that we, we talked to him about this, and we said, should people start at the beginning with uh, the original Doctor, who is William Hartnell? Thank you. It, it, so it's really interesting. So people say the show's been going 52 years, give or take 20, in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, when, it, when the show was just canceled, how do you do that? Do you just replace an actor... This is basically what the show had to deal with. You know, when the first actor left, William Hartnell, he's basically dying. And he's like, I don't know if I can continue this role. Mm -hmm. BBC's like, well, the show's really popular now. What do we do? And this is back in the day. Like, this is black and white. Really, really low budget British TV. I mean, even a little bit worse than, like, the original series of Star Trek. (laughs) Which wasn't great to start with. No, as I'm finding out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the you know the producers had no idea what to do, and they're like, "Well, he's he's not human. Um, let's have him regenerate." And that's the fun thing. That's one of the fun things I pitched the people to this episode. Is it's it's the story of uh, for lack of better words, an immortal being. Yes, because it's such a great way to continue a show. It's essentially what they're doing with James Bond, just built into the story. Yes. You know, James Bond will change face and personality every couple movies. But they never address it. But he's still James Bond. Yeah. And, but this is like, every time he dies, he regenerates into a new form and a new personality. Yes. Such a genius way to continue a show. Same character. Same character. Different mannerisms. Yeah. And he has all the, all the memories but from the before. characters around him, which usually carry over, at least transitionally. Mm-hmm. They have to deal with the changes. Yeah. So for those of you who have no inkling whatsoever as to what Doctor Who is or about, he, this race of time lords, this is what they do. They, yes. they can travel through space and time in these ships. They call TARDISes, which stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space. Well done. Uh, it's an acronym. And uh, the Doctor stole a TARDIS and it got stuck in the form of a blue police box. Yes. Which most people look at as pretty silly. Yeah, it is silly. Very and silly. And yeah. that's kind of the, the humor of the show is it's like, oh, it's a police box, which we don't have here. But that's kind of, you know, people were like, what's the deal with the box spinning around? And I'm like, well, that's a spaceship. And why is it a blue box? Because it got stuck that way. But one of my dad's, even though my dad found faults in the show, one of his favorite things was the TARDIS. Yeah. Because it's bigger on the inside. If yes. that makes sense to you out there. Basically, when you open the door of this very small person-sized phone box, you open it up and it's a giant spaceship. Yeah. And there's there's rooms we still haven't seen in the TARDIS. Yes. Like, there's, I think there's a swimming pool even they talk about. And point. that's kind of the joke of the show. Mm-hmm. It's just meant to be funny. It's not Bill and Ted's copied phone booth where they all try to cram into a phone booth and travel through time. Bill and Ted copied Doctor Who. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I meant. It, it's really just meant to be fun. 
and tongue in cheek yeah in so many ways and that's one of my favorite things about the show is that it i like it when it doesn't take itself too seriously and when it does i get a little bothered i i kind of like the sillier episodes at, at what more. point do you think the show takes itself too seriously well you yeah. know the 10th doctor has a lot of righteous anger and i love it when, i am when he that does doctor that. But then uh, Matt Smith, uh, the 11th Doctor, he had kind of the more mopey, do I really want to be who I am kind of stuff. Okay. And so I think you're getting ahead of it, though. I am. I'm getting well ahead of it because we're still in the history of it. So we, we, we have gone through officially 12 Doctors. 12 different men have played yes. the Doctor. Also, if you have not seen the show, when you're conversing with people, please do not call him Doctor Who. That's the name of the show. Yes. The actual name is the Doctor. So <laughs> why is he called the Doctor? No one really quite knows. It's you a know, name he picked. Like just yes. listening to you guys right now, and for a while, like I know anybody who's not already interested in the show is like, oh my no, god. No, and that, here's <laughs> the thing. Here, that's what I want to avoid because I want. I'm trying to to preach the good word, but I don't want people to be like Tardis. What? I'm so done with this podcast. I want. I want to make it compelling, right? So but that I'm people saying- will be like, fine. You've talked me into it. I will give it a shot. And that's all I want from people. That's why I'm bringing, I brought up the TARDIS only because that was one of the things, the regeneration and the TARDIS were one of the things that kind of drew me in. It's kind of like, well, that's kind of fun. So that's why I brought them up, but I I probably did dive a little too deep. So, but there are, there are 12 actors who have played the doctor officially. Officially. Let's not get into the weeds because with this show, we can get into weeds and then we lose listeners. We're not going to talk about Mr. Bean being the doctor. We're not going to talk about (laughs) anything really. It was really funny. (laughs) So the doctor is a being who travels through time. Okay. What's he doing? And space. It's he is an adventurer. He wants to learn. He wants to meet people. And basically he tries to save worlds while ruining it at the same time. So do you think he might travel to, say, Victoria, England, and then fight, like, a werewolf or something like that? <laughs> I think he precisely, Jake, <laughs> he would fight it's, a werewolf in Victorian England. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you should say that because I have another quote from Jeff here. He says, the show is set on a platform that can tell any story. Not only can it go anywhere in space, but it can go anywhere in time. You can tell a historical story, as with Shakespeare or Van Gogh, or you can tell a sci-fi story about going to the edge of the universe. You can tell stories where all of existence, all of time, and all of space is at stake. And you can tell a story where only the lives of a few are at stake. And to top it off, since the cast and writers regenerate, much like the Time Lords, you get new perspectives and new writing styles. Every aspect of the show regenerates and changes. This lends itself to exploring many types of genres. Well said, Jeff. Very well yeah. said. Yep. I think this is a storyteller's dream. It is. You could just walk into the... Which is why Douglas Adams, who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, used to book. write for the show forever. Uh, Neil Gaiman... Uh, he's written a few episodes now. Mm-hmm. Just people can come at this show and be like, yep, I want to put the show uh, near the, the volcano of Pompeii. Yep. We and we're going to tie an episode with that. We'll even sneak Amy in there. Exactly. <laughs> Don't get into the weeds. Nerdy reference. <laughs> um, well, and I explained it to someone. I explained it to someone here that it's like, imagine just this wanderer, this guy wandering through space and time helping people. And it's essentially, it's like, it's like quantum leap, but without the limitations of, uh, time travel within your own lifetime. Cause he can leap anywhere in his, in his TARDIS and he can do anything. Well, the thing I liked about quantum leap was it had, there was, there was always a purpose. It was like, I came here to this particular place to, to save accomplish this something. Yeah. Like in my Victoria England reference. And Al, like, Al tells him, here's the purpose. Yeah. 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 Uh, but like, Victoria England, like he shows up. 
and he's he's arrived there on accident actually in the, in that episode he which, mostly does yeah but, and and then he shows up and then suddenly he's fighting flying ninja monks and werewolves but you have to realize saving queen victoria he arrives places on accident but it's also the tardis kind of guiding him to certain places is that is that actually addressed he, or are you just no it's true you, you it's inferred that the tardis kind of chooses wherever he goes so even when and it's there's an usually accident, a reason even yes. if he does kind of botch it up the reason he travels he's an adventurer and he and this is a huge part of the show, are his companions. Yes. He basically takes typically a, a Londoner girl. Oh, right, right. <laughs> the creepy young female thing, right? Yeah, because that's, that's he, a Well, he, he changes in age, too, so it's not always creepy. Yes. Although, technically, <laughs> he is much, much older. He's about 1,100 years old. So, right about... Like no way to avoid a creepy uncle, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll usually take, you know, some earthling. Wait, does he ever hook up with these... It's consorts or whatever they were called again. No, don't say consorts really. like that. Because there's, there's, there's sometimes a romantic attraction there, but they've never like because I've only seen Rose in the newer the series. One in the new series, Rose yeah. would be the closest in the newer series, 2005 on. You can't really have a TV show without some sort sort of romantic angle, right? Well, I mean, Doctor Who started out as this educational show, like a yeah, exactly. Here, kids, let's go visit the dinosaurs. Yeah. And really, that's, that's how it started. Kind of, but now yeah. it's like the doctor is incredibly flirty, but it's kind of like everyone's friend zoned. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get involved. Yeah, because he can't. Because actually, the doctor's been married before. He's actually had kids in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Once again, we're getting into the weeds, but bad things usually happen to people close to the doctor. It's like any superhero; they can't have these close relationships, otherwise, bad things are yeah. going to happen. That, I mean, a superhero that hero could kill from heroes right joel yeah <laughs> shameful don't bring that up not on this podcast shameful remember when joel did that yeah i, I do. don't I but don't. the companions are great because you know a show about an alien who's just kind of zany and eccentric no and matter what when we say alien i feel we need to clarify he looks just like a human yes well he says humans just look just like time lords yeah like he has some physiological differences he has uh, two hearts but he looks he looks like a human so don't when we say he's an alien don't picture like you know green antennas and stuff like that yeah it, it wouldn't be very fun to watch kind of like a pirates of the caribbean thing it's not fun to watch like just jack sparrow flying around on coconut trees you know you it's need just to have someone to relate to which is why we yeah. have a companion. Yes. Oh, companion. The, the, the companion is like, you know, um, Michael on Arrested Development or Jim and Pam on The Office. These more realistic type characters who keep us grounded and they kind of represent us there in this weird exactly. world. They're yeah. the everyman who helps us relate to the show. And they're the ones seeing these far off planets like with a sense of wonder. All right, so what does this show offer that other shows don't? Is it's hardest. It- <laughs> Good, clean, fun. It is family fun. Coming from Ken, that's just kind of strange. No, sounding. like it is the bacon cell of TV You're shows. You're saying it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm just gonna about. it's it's young adult sci-fi. Like I cannot sit down with my. I would go even lower. It's ch- it's a children's show. It's it, aimed at adults, but not children. Children, because I'll tell you what, uh, some of the creatures have freaked out my kids. Joel, you know that's kind of the point, though. Like they, when yeah. the show was created, they wanted the entire family. Kids to adults hiding behind the couch. Which is fine, but I'm not going to show my two-year-old the spider monster. Because <laughs> then I'll be up all night with her. Yeah, two, maybe not so much. Seven on, I think, yeah. And that's what I'm getting into. I'm getting to that range now where I have the kids old enough where I might start showing them Doctor Who. Because mm-hmm. I can't sit down and watch Supernatural with them. I can't sit down and watch X-Files with them. But I can sit down and watch. Not even Home from X Files. You're not going to no. watch that one. I'm not going to. I'm not showing my kids Home from X Files <laughs> until well, 
<laughs> are you going to show your kids home I'm eventually? Like when they're like 15 and they're like kind of edgy. My kids are going to watch all of X-Files. Okay. It, they're like mini horror movies. How could I not show those to my kids? <laughs> but Poor kids. They're going to be in their teens, well into their teens before they see home. And I think Doctor Who is a perfect foundation for any further sci-fi. I, like, sci-fi can only get better from this point on, and I think Doctor Who should be the foundation. Now, the history is daunting. I mean, like I said, 50 years of episodes catch up on, and one of the commenters on Facebook said, I don't have time to watch all of that. No, I wanna, nobody does. He says, I want to start from the beginning, and I don't have time for that. And that was Drew, I believe. And uh, I, to, to that I say, and, and when we asked Jeff about it, should they start from the beginning? He said, no. Start from the Ninth Doctor. Start from Christopher Eccleston. Start from 2005. Which means, yeah, right where the revival started, which is almost just like a soft reboot where it's just like that's all you need to watch, really. Because they give you a lot of backstory just to start out. You don't – unless you enjoy the show from that point on – well, okay. Unless you enjoy the show, you shouldn't go back and watch all the older episodes because they are a little – they're more corny. I have seen the show twice. Uh, from 2005 till now. I've like watched it watched through, through twice. You watched the episodes twice. And I haven't even gone back to the old series. Yeah. Because, and I love the show, but I'm like, you know, I just don't have the time to watch 30 years of stilted dialogue and bad special effects. It's true. But at the same time, I love that there's a history. I love no, that, it's true. I love that they can bring up a character in these episodes and it, it calls back to like 1972 or something like that. Well, I honestly think the show has a built-in nostalgia that very few other shows do. I remember being like... 11 and just it's saturday night and just you're home by yourself home by myself boxers on (laughs) popcorn in your lap (laughs) you know me too well (laughs) and just like flipping the channels like we used to do and being like oh there's nothing on empty nest no golden girls no (laughs) it's a saturday night tv by the way Mm. and then on on pbs they were watching snick no i didn't i didn't have snick oh i know crappy right so all of a sudden, there'd be this really terrible-looking show on PBS with this guy with an afro running around and with a big scarf, by the way. It was Shaft, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, basically, I was watching Tom Baker, the fourth Doctor, who is one of the most iconic Doctors, if not the most. Longest-running Doctor. And, and people loved him, but I'm watching the show going, man, is this like from England or something? The show is the worst. But then I catch myself watching it and, and enjoying it, but not really knowing why. And then forgetting about it for 20 years. It maybe, you know, or, you Kent know. just dated himself. <laughs> he's yeah. an old, he's an old. And I remember I actually started watching Torchwood, which is the spinoff of Doctor Who, mm-hmm. which we're not going to get too much into that. But Torchwood started during the season three of the new Doctor Who revival. And I'm going, okay, I really dig the show. It's kind of like, it's more mature. You for like sure. Torchwood? Yeah, Torchwood. I started watching that and I said, Bleh. and when I tell people about it, thanks, Jake. <laughs> I think that's your role in this show. It is his role. <laughs> Blah. Blah. I'll take Doctor Who over Torchwood, and I it, don't even like so, Doctor Who. I'm watching Torchwood, I'm going, okay, this isn't like the Afro guy show I was watching. I don't want to watch this new Doctor Who show. I'm going to watch Torchwood. It seems more up my alley. But after watching two seasons of Torchwood, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give Doctor Who a chance. And so I start watching. So it's because of Torchwood that it's you It's because Doctor of Torchwood Who? that I got back into it. Huh. Huh. And man, I've never looked back. At Torchwood? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> no, Doctor Who is far superior to Torchwood. It's it just funny, though, that, like, especially if you're going to watch Doctor Who, it starts off with, like, animated mannequins in the first episode. Like, these really cheesy-looking plastic I mean, it is so villains. campy right off the bat. It really is. And truthfully, it doesn't get much better for the whole Eccleston thing. <laughs> like, the whole Eccleston. I think you should take it back. 
Like, if we're going to go there, like, if people are going to start with the ninth Doctor in the 2005 season right. one thing, they should have watched the first episode because they meet Rose. And Rose no, is one of the most crucial characters I'm there not is. saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying be prepared. Because much like the first season of Parks and Rec, it's not that good. Yeah. But it's the setup for the whole rest of the series. And I feel like as much as I can recommend Parks and Rec, I say, but you just have to get I to the first season. I would say you watch half of the first season. Like, uh, there are half of, of the episodes, Doctor, Doctor like, Doctor literally, like, cut in half or just skip a few episodes? Skip here. a few episodes. Yeah. Because there are farting aliens in the first season that when I was watching <laughs> it and actually making others watch it, I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, suffocate yourself with a pillow right now. <laughs> but, are exactly. you, but are you jipping yourself it's if amazing I'm alive you right don't now. watch all the episodes? I, I, for me no. personally, I have to Joel, watch all Joel, you and I are the same. We need to watch everything. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> we are the same. No. It's Justice not true. and mercy. It's not possible. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say skip a few episodes because then you'll get to good ones. Like, are you my mummy? You know, you get to Father's Day. You get to the end of the season, which is really quite good. And then you re- then from there, you meet David Tennant. And the show takes off. Did like any show, the first season is going to be slow and drag. It's the setup season. Yeah. But David Tennant, I I actually knew him as an actor before any other doctors because I knew him from Harry Potter as Barty Crouch Jr. He's briefly in Harry Potter, but that's how I knew him. And then okay. I was like, oh, he's the Doctor, okay. And I gave him. I he became kind of that's when I the show became a like for me. Before that, I was like, okay, I want to see what people like this. I'll keep watching. But when it hit the David Tennant era, I was like, okay, I'm behind the show now, and I will support it at least. And I think he's the best doctor and i think a lot of people do and it's so cliche to say it but he just had something about him that made him uh i don't know he's charismatic it's it's the charisma because the show is, is action-packed but it's basically him running a lot mm-hmm. but the thing is you don't really care because you're like oh, i'm into this and that's something we probably should talk about as well is the fact that doctor who is a he's a pacifist he doesn't like he doesn't use yeah. guns he doesn't like soldiers he he doesn't like war but uh, he has his sonic screwdriver, his little thing that he gets, you know, uses that for everything. But he tends to, he's, he's the Batman mentality of, I don't have to kill you. So I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Scrabble, because, train crash. Because Joel and I are the same person in this show. <laughs> don't say that. Like, you're really like stating my case. You're not coming. This is, is like a, a kind of a fan. This sounds like you're really into it. I'm not though. I've only watched <laughs> the, I've only watched the seasons once through with the occasional I've watched a couple episodes multiple times. This is how I think I get people to watch this show and Joel has already said this twice with threatening their loved ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> First the young ones. <laughs> Doctor Who is Batman. Doctor Who is Batman. What? You can, uh you don't have to explain that one, Kent. Yeah, no kidding. He essentially wears a mask. No. Every time he meets the Daleks again, every time he gets to an Daleks. enemy Daleks. Let's, You're bringing up Daleks already. I'm bringing up Daleks. We're like 40 minutes into the show. What do you mean already? There's no already anymore. <laughs> There's no already anymore. It's, it's time and, you know, whatever. He's Batman. His mask, basically, like every time he meets a villain again, he goes, I'm the doctor. And they go, and they start freaking out. Because sometimes, you know, because he changes so much or meets the same kind of a race of aliens, but a new group, mm-hmm. everyone knows about the name the doctor whether they've met him or not he is something to be feared these aliens are a superstitious lot and they fear him i don't know if i buy that analogy okay he often travels with a companion batman often travels with a companion not in the nolan series nope not at all are you you kidding me we have like 75 years of a robin of a batgirl yeah. Okay. I, okay. Ooh, Disputing Batman's history. That's I, cool. I remember something about a Robin when I was a kid. 
<laughs> that's about read it. the comics robin's you know he's in it throughout i prefer nightwing <laughs> me too he does his best not to kill as joel said right but that's pretty much every superhero these days even arrow and superman and all these other superheroes that come around are like, but, I could never kill. But that I'm is like, kind of like the, the moral emphasis of Batman and Doctor Who. Like, Doctor Who, he detests guns. He's not going to use a gun because he tries to come up with other ways. In fact, Craig Ferguson, who is a super fan of Doctor Who. Really? And he's also in a punk band with the current Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Um, he said... <laughs> Capaldi. Capaldi, whatever. I looked it up. He described Doctor Who as the triumph of intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. And I really think that encapsulates Doctor Who. Mm. And well, this Craig is Ferguson said it. Then <laughs> it must oh, be true. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who believes in justice, and he tries. He doesn't often succeed, but he tries to travel without disrupting the balance Which, in the universe. That's something we should bring up too, as well. Um, we the Doctor is a time lord, and he knows what things in time, what points are fixed, and what points are what does he say, movable? Yeah. There are times he can't save people because he's like, "This has to happen." Like Pompeii has to happen. We can't, uh, we can't change that aspect of yes. it. Yes, even though he wants to help people, he understands there are certain things you can change in the history. And, and, and much like Batman, he doesn't want to kill. He doesn't believe in killing, but sometimes he kills a lot of people on accident or just by letting it happen. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what bugs he me. He is he's Batman. Like, he's like, so I'll that, never kill. Not Thank you, Joel. I'll just walk away while you blow up. The sonic screwdriver is basically a utility belt because it can do anything. True. Okay. And like I said, his name means fear to one lot, but hope to another. He is the doctor. <laughs> you just want Amen. you just want Batman to be a Time Lord. Uh, Batman may be. It's much like James Bond <laughs> yeah, is. He, he, did. Is, he went from actually. Val Kilmer to George Clooney. You're right. Yeah, he regenerated. <laughs> you know what I love about this episode, though, Kent, is you're like putting your heart out right now. You're yeah. like, this is the thing I love. And then we're just like kind of slashing at no, it. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm, 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 opposite. No, I'm just poking at his heart. You're stabbing it. I'm stabbing it. I'm you're poking. Stabby. You're stabbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's an interesting analogy. I don't know if I buy it entirely, but I could see why you would say that. Yeah. And why you probably got that theory from someone else, because that's not a Kent and Rachel. Okay, so here, here's, what are you talking about? <laughs> Two of the things I'm most passionate about on this planet, Batman and Doctor Who. 72% of things... You, you mean the one thing, basically, right? Yeah, the one thing. They're yeah. the same. <laughs> 72% of things you bring up on the show, you've gotten from other people. Oh, come on. So that's a true statistic. That is. <laughs> is it? I've done the math. 72%. 72%. Yeah. Uh, All right, so here, here's... Do you have something, Joel? You can go. I feel like we've been praising the show. I do want to hear that's your... Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's exactly the, the way I wanted to go. Jacob, is, take, the, take the wheel here. Okay, so here's some of the, here's some of the troubles I have. Now, my really Wait, brief about, history... about Doctor Who or in general? I, I, mostly about Bacon Sale and you guys. <laughs> wow. No. Should we do this off air? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> okay, so I started, I started with Mannequin episode, which is the Chris Eccleson. With Hollywood and <laughs> Kim Cattrall. No, and no, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop yeah. us. I remember now. that as a kid. Actually, yeah, this was, oh man, love mannequin. Yeah. Such a good movie. Can we do a podcast on mannequin? I think we have to at this point. <laughs> Compare it to another show. So similar. I'm watching this and I'm like, wow, this is wait, campy. mannequin or Doctor Who? <laughs> Doctor Who. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, wow, this is so campy. This is real. Okay, all right. So this is just part of the shtick. That's okay. It's campy. And then I'm like, eh, this acting's not really great either. Okay, I guess that's part of the camp. Okay, well, that's a plot hole. Okay, it, I guess it's family friendly. It's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, the value is kind of low for me. Not a lot of satire, not a lot of that. So I watched, but I, um, it's enough to watch the second episode, right? Wait, that, okay. was all, that was all the first episode? That was just the first episode. You have a lot of thoughts. So I mannequins do. with guns in their hands. 
is just enough to get you to watch the next episode. Well, here's, here's, I mean, it was actually... I wasn't in until I saw the guns in their hands. It's more peer pressure, honestly. It was like, okay, I'll give it one more episode. I'm not, I'm not just going to stop. Plus, there was some value because it was kind of cute because of the initiating Rose thing. I thought, What I about that the mythology aspect. he sets up is he's kind of like a tortured man. The and then he's like, okay he's too. like, I had to destroy my, my planet. How, which wasn't part of the original one. series. But it was how, not. How can there be any gravity to that when it's so fluff? Like but it's just how it's so fluff. It's the last one, everywhere. the last of your people. You're the last of your people yes, but traveling like, through space. It's and basically like Sesame Street is on. He's like, I'm the last one. Fear me. But then he does like a song. You know, it's like okay, I does guess a song. Yeah, because it's not serious. It's not real. Does he sing? No, he doesn't. Sing. Not at this all. Is, this is an analogy. <laughs> It's, it's a, a bad th- analogy. <laughs> no, it's a good analogy. Possibly worse than the Batman analogy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... So you're yeah. saying because the show is a little... It's trivial when it's, he's like, I'm the last of my kind, and he just runs around a lot. Yeah, if Batman had said, I'm the last of his kind, there's some gravity to that. I'm like, the last Batman. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, because he's a real character, he faces real problems. I mean, the doctor with his screwdriver facing aliens in ways that he would never actually beat them, and it's just like cool luck that he did because it's cute. I don't actually feel any like, oh, it's so sad with the mythology. I think that's your problem. I think because you stopped the show, you kind of lost the whole scope of he'd been traveling for hundreds of years without a planet, without a people, and he's kind of gone crazy. A little bit. Well, and the, 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 I mean, the so companions it is keep cap. him grounded, grounded, grounded. Yeah. He needs the companion to kind of help him, and he loves Earthlings because they help him kind of relate to... You know, you talked about Mr. Bean earlier, right, when he played the Doctor? Yes. That's what the whole show is for me. It's Mr. Bean. <laughs> Stop like, it right now. No, this is, this is what it is. Speak, it is. That is the same level of gravity for me as watching Mr. Bean. Now, I enjoy Mr. Bean sometimes, right? I kind of enjoy Doctor Who sometimes, but it's like this is Mr. Bean with some occasional creepy characters. Like, that's, that's Doctor Who for me. Well, I don't think it's that slapsticky in that regard. I understand what you mean, though. It's a little bit silly. Uh, yeah. but it's overly silly. And it, it does tend to be on some episodes, but then there are some episodes that are just solid. And it, it's hard to keep an audience. And this is a problem I think most people, not most people, but a lot of people that have issues with sci fi is you can't really relate when it's like in space on a different planet with a different race yeah, of creatures. True. It's like, I can't quite relate to this. And I think that's why Doctor Who succeeds is because they're able to do both the very local on Earth episodes and the which they do a lot of considering he can go anywhere. No, the they, they do. Episodes. They do. You know. But uh, another comment on our Facebook page, Rex, he said, "I tell people it's the kind of show that can make you emotional over a French girl being sieged by clockwork oh, no, men." No, I have a story about that right now. Is, it is uh, wait about Doctor Who or about French girls? Uh, both, <laughs> actually. Me. So last night, French girls. I, I go. So uh, to watch because I told you guys before, and I'll tell the listener, listener, listeners, we got we, we got, got three, we got three, yeah. Um, that uh, I went back two last very critical night ones to, and there, one other one because <laughs> season two, episode two, I have started two maybe three times and turned it back off because I'm rolling my eyes within seconds of this watching Queen Victoria speak and she's a kind of a terrible actress and I just didn't care for her at all and I'm like, ugh, no, off. But I went back last night to finish the episode, and, you know, there was the flying ninjas and the werewolves and the doctor and stuff. <laughs> Take it easy. All right. <laughs> that sounds look, look, so look, bad. This isn't out of context. It sounds so bad. Well, it, this isn't out of context. No, it reminds me when I, when I walked in, before I watched Buffy, I walked into the apartment, and my roommates were watching Buffy, and I'm like, 
So who's that? And they're like, well, she was she used to be a demon, but now she's not a demon. Yeah. And then she had this magical spell put on. And when you take things out of concept, ton, context like that, it sounds ridiculous. Well, I mean, all I when can you're like, say, there's flying true. ninjas and werewolves. This is what the show features. <laughs> but when you, flying ninja monks and werewolves. But when you boil right? it down like to the elements, it. any and show. time-traveling time lord. When, right? you, when you boil it down, any show sounds stupid. Please continue with okay. Yeah, continue. So I, I watched the show. And uh, now my wife is a huge fan, by the way. Like, she adores Doctor Who. And in fact, I started telling her about this episode today, and she got she got visually or visibly upset with me, <laughs> just explaining that I I wasn't totally enthralled with the show. It's like, er, you can start to oh, see fans get upset. Oh, they do, they it, do. The super fans, if you say, "Well, I like it, but I don't like," they're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa." Well, you just haven't given it a chance. Yeah, you do so not speak ill of here, the doctor. Here, here's the thing, right? Is it did take a little steam because the very next episode that we watched was "Girl in the Fireplace." Amazing, and I liked the episode. Like, I was like, okay, this. is is a cute episode however you said cute just now i did say so cute. you still think of a trivial but it was a cute yeah, yes. it, no that episode is far from trivial no i think was... that's a game changer episode right there but here's here's my problem with speak, it, Kent. i couldn't like <laughs> i was like oh this thing actually this has some weight to this because it's about life it's about making like you know life is limited it's giving these like strong themes but then i could not get over the giant plot hole the fact that the doctor could go revisit this girl the palm de terre no whatever her name is the famous <laughs> french lady um, i think it's i think it's eau de toilette <laughs> no that's not it <laughs> definitely a palm in there uh anyway but he just jumps back in the tardis and go visit her anytime he likes but in the episode it's like so final she's dead forever he can never say hi to her again spoiler alert yeah, spoiler alert. But so you're <laughs> mad like at like 10 years ago. plot inc- inconsistencies, yes. whereas the, the story writer of that episode is like, I'm going to create a 42-minute episode that's kind of going to break your heart. And he's meant to, even though we could find a way out of it, because the Matt Smith not with, there. with the sonic screwdriver can solve anything. No, but I'm going to side with Jake here, where sometimes the plot is just, well, he can't, be, he can't do this because reasons. And then you just have to accept that. No, here's here's the thing, right? And here's why why where, can't he fly the TARDIS in and walk back in and visit Amy and Rory? I think that's nah, it, well, listen, can't. Lost fan. I mean, if we're gonna like create a cover up to enjoy a show, Lost is a Kent better is show than desperate. Doctor Who. No, I mean, that's not desperation. <laughs> Did you hear what, you just said, what? Lost is a better show than Doctor. Who. You are kidding me right now. <laughs> Although Doctor Who hasn't had a crappy finale, so I'm not really sure which is worse. Right. Yet, they've only had yeah, seven crappy finales. <laughs> oh, 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 unbelievable! Have you ever cried in Lost? Tell me this. Yeah. Yes. When? Oh my gosh, I cried all the time in Lost. Are you kidding me? Not Penny's boat? Oh, don't. You did so not sad. cry I over not Penny's did. boat. I was an emotional wreck after the finale. For days after the finale. But we're not talking about Lost. My wife cried in season finales of Doctor Who. Like, uncontrollably it's, for 30 it's because minutes. Kent, she may have been pregnant. It's because Kent was restraining her physically and saying, you will watch this. And she's yeah. like, no. no. but there are points you'll get to if you keep watching the second season where you'll be like, Wow. I did not, and that's this is the key, and this is what I want to share with everyone yeah. who is saying, shut up, Kent. We, you're not going to convince us. You'll get to a point where you're like, holy crap, am I, am I feeling emotions over this stupid show? Like, it, it got here in a pretty weird way. The story arc was kind of strange. Oh, man, I, I care. That's weird. Hashtag Kent cares? Hashtag Kent cares never, because of the doctor. Never, never going to catch on. No, it's uh. it's strangely emotional. Whether he's giving this grand speech to aliens out there to, to leave Earth alone or, or whatever, you're like that. That's stupid. But oh man, I'm so into this. Yeah, I know it's stupid. I know the show is silly and over the top. 
but it's great. It's just it. It's I, good. The, You're the right. child inside me is dead, but for this show, it, it, it's, it's resuscitated. And that's why you like it. Is that's it why back your child. I think yes, that, that's why I think the show is worth saving and not erasing from existence. Because it makes Kent care a little bit. It might be worth it just <laughs> by that, yeah. So uh, your wife, Jacob, totally on board. Your wife, Kent, totally on board. Uh, t- she doesn't, like, request it, but if I force her to watch it, she enjoys it. <laughs> it's kind of like... And she was actually crying because you were squeezing her That's hands what I said. so was restraining hard. No, yeah. Uh, my wife will not watch. Are because, you kidding me? Because every episode, she's worried the Daleks are going to be on. <laughs> Wait, she she's afraid like of them? the Daleks? Not afraid. She hates their voice. For mm. those of you who don't know Doctor Who, the Daleks are the nemesis. That's the arch nemesis of Doctor Who is the Daleks. Other than the Master. Other than the Master. Who is kind of a Doctor The type. Daleks are a race of beings that have no emotion and like to kill people. They look like trash cans yes. with toilet plungers attached. Yes. Exterminate. Exterminate. It's the voice. It's the exterminate. Like that the, That voice, the robotic but, voice. i got to see if I can find it. The, the cute thing is, Just and I really think wife. it is a cute villain. Is way back in the day, way back in 1963, I think it was 65 when they actually premiered, nerd, They people were afraid of these moving trash cans that could not move upstairs. There was a genuine fear because they kill... Hold on. I gotta get Jill's to the got his computer up to the... Computer. By the way, I am going to insert... Uh, I mean, it's it a girl's voice there. It seems like no, it's it's you know whatever. But, uh, I'm going to insert uh, you know vocals from Doctor Who just to make the show a little bit more uh, a little awesome. More that'd, that'd be fun. Um, but my wife, she first of all, I should I should clarify, she but, actually has no, a fear of robot voices. <laughs> like, no, but people were were very fear. afraid of this really kind of crappy, dinky looking alien. But then, because they were so iconic, they've continued into this new series, and they look exactly the same. And because they can't change it because dad, fan service. Okay, so my wife hates robot voices. Yes, she hates. No, she doesn't really, right? No, she really does. Like, what? you remember the trailer for the first the trailer for the first Iron Man when at the end he goes, "I am Iron Man," in like that robot voice. Yeah, she doesn't like it. It, it it's like nails on a chalkboard. To her what? it creeps her out. What so, about like Johnny Five? No, they're probably not. Well, his is more of a like a more human humanoid voice. It's that modulated uh, robot voice, and the Cybermen have it too. She yes. doesn't like that. Dalit. It seems like every time she walks in the room and I'm watching a Doctor Who episode, it has a Dalek or a Cyberman in it. She's like, "Oh, not again!" And my dad doesn't like. He, I think part of the reason he stopped watching Doctor Who is he didn't like how Daleks keep coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. Like they keep bringing them back in the story. They do, and it gets annoying. It's like, okay, we've killed the last one again. And then there's more because there was some alternate dimension. Yeah. And that, that really annoyed my dad. But that's the show. I mean, it's it's not all good. In, sec- in fact, I would say half of the show is kind of filler. But that's only like, there are to what, 12 episodes in a season? It's not like you're watching an American TV show where it's 24 episodes and three-fourths are, are garbage. Right. You know, there, there's a good story in there somewhere, but you have to get through all the fluff. This one, there's not much fluff. Are I mean, you, like in 50 years, you're are you, saying there's not fluff. No, I'm, I'm saying in, in 10 years since still, the 2005 that reboot. That is crazy talk. Still, no, no, I'm saying you were just half saying of it. Skip these episodes. No, I'm saying half of it, but that's only what six episodes a season. You're still going to have some really great episodes in there. Okay, great so, episodes that are going to make you go back and watch all the fluff with a new love. I'd say so. Yeah. There is fluff. I'd say 50, there. No, there is. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd say 50 percent good. 25% great, 25% crap. Okay. That, that'd be my assessment. 1% of great. 
right? Because you're a one percenter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a one percenter. Well, no, here's, here's the thing is like, I was talking about the French girl where David Tennant goes back and Bonjour. walks around a little girl's little French girl's bedroom. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Jake just takes these things and pulls them way out of context. That, that's a true thing that happened in the show. Um, they, anyway. stra- they strap you down and they spit on you. <laughs> also true. <laughs> So like, even in that episode, I was like, hey, this might be a great episode. Like, that, that's good. Maybe I'm going to change my mind. But then the giant plot hole is like, no, it's only good because they took away the, the gravity of it. So the, anyway, the fact that he had other places in space, there is no gravity. <laughs> it's Madame de, de Pompadour. Pompadour. I knew there was a uh, you called her, you called her Palm de Terre. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did. Because that's the name of a lake where I'm from. It's what came to so, mind. I mean, we, we, we probably should talk about Blink. Being that that's the gateway episode that brought me in. Yes. Because Kent said, you need to watch this episode, Blink. It's the one yeah. I, I showed my brothers, well, even fact, though none of, them, none of them watched Doctor Who. In fact, let's go to final pitches. I mean, we're about at time. Let's like make our final... Well, because I, I was going to say, if you're going to watch an episode, if you don't want to watch Doctor Who, that's fine. But you really should watch Blink. But you're dead to me. <laughs> because Blink is it's a very accessible episode. And it's one where the Doctor isn't even in it that much. But it still gives you a feeling for what the show is about. Um, it's the 10th episode of the third season. Of the new yeah. season. Yes, it is. Um, so if you go... if even It's on Netflix. I believe it's still on Netflix. Yeah, it is. Uh, if, if you don't watch it... For, for me, if you don't watch any other episode of Doctor Who, you should watch this one because it's just a fun horror movie. And it gives you a taste of what the Doctor has to offer. And it has Carrie Mulligan in it. So, win. The the problem with that, and I've heard this from a few people I've recommended it to, is they watch Blink and they go, holy crap, that was awesome. It's just about a time traveler, right? Like, I don't have to watch... Like, I don't have to go back to season one because every episode is just going to be a new adventure. So then they watch the next episode. And they shouldn't. But the the thing about this show, yes, it's about uh, traveling through time and space. And it really shouldn't matter. But it's less the story of the Doctor and more of the story uh, of the companion in right. each season. Right. Yeah. So, yes, it is important to watch the story arc unfold. But for me... And so you can't just really jump around. You should, you should have an actual starting you place. You should. And th- that's what I was going to say, is for me... Watching Blink was enough to say, okay, this shows me that the show has potential and has something to offer. But then me also, I'm the kind that wants to watch things sequentially. It's why I'm starting with Star Trek, the original series, even though everyone says it's not that good. You should watch Next Generation. Yeah. I want to start with uh, original series, but I want to start at the beginning of the Eccleston era. There's way too much before that for me to get to yet. No, and I don't think anyone has to. No, I don't think I need to, to enjoy the show. Yeah. You don't need to. If you want to be a super fan, yes, you do need to watch all of them because you're going to get you know questions. But watching Blink gives you an idea of what the show's about. It shows you how fun the show can be with the, with the element of time travel. Because whenever you have time travel in a show, it gets wonky. Time travel is built on plot holes. Yes. But I, I'm going to say this, and I hate to say it. It's not a turn-off-your-brain show, but it's a let-it-go show. Let it's, it go. It's frozen? Don't make me sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just let let any sort of, like... Oh, that doesn't make sense. Go. And that's what I... And enjoy it. That's what I have to do is like, well, that bothered me, but okay, there's going to be a good episode coming up. And, but the thing is that just why my dad stopped watching it. Well, how, how, can you, how can it be good art if you're letting it go? You don't look at a good painting or a good musical piece not and be all, like, not, just let the flaws no, go. Not, not all of Van Gogh's work is good. Not all yeah. of it is. Yeah, no, but he, but he's saying... An art is subjective. Just, just look at the good part and let the rest go. Like, but no look matter Look at the what, good paintings, let the ones that aren't as good go. No, no. I'm thinking. No, look. I don't painting. expect every episode of of this 50 year long series to be like Stanley Kubrick 
to be like, it's a complete picture, and it has to be 100% perfect. That was a great Kubrick impersonation. <laughs> complete picture! <laughs> I don't even know how he sounds, but that's <laughs> probably it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't expect it to be 100% accurate. It is a show that is wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. It there is. are a lot of times where the doctor just says, ah, it's a thing that helps us get stuff. You yeah. know, and that's kind of the point. It's to go along with the adventure and almost be tricked into just following the doctor because that's what he does. You're basically his companion at that time. Yeah. And it really is the charisma of the doctor that the show hinges on. Do you guys ever feel like you're watching like a sci-fi version of Evil Dead? Yeah, at times. Sometimes. Because it is quite funny as well. I, I don't think we've addressed that. It, it does have a sense of humor about it. And that's what I enjoy. Like I said, I enjoy it when it doesn't take itself too seriously. Actually, and, I should say that too, is that's the part that was like, I didn't quite turn it off because I'd be like, okay, I laughed here and there. Like, that was some good humor. Yeah. There no, absolutely. I think I may have to recommend to people, I don't, it's really tough, but there's a, a time when David Tennant leaves this show, which is kind of a game changer. It, it, it hurts. But starting in season five with Matt Smith may be the way to go. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. I, I don't know. And I, this is for different people. If people are completists, they're like you and me. Start with Rose, season one, episode one in 2005. Of the reboot, yes. Of the reboot. Uh, if you're only going to watch one episode, watch Blink. And then, if you can handle it, go back, back and watch Rose and see the mannequins with guns in their hands. Okay? Yeah, and the farting aliens. If you want a show that's going to impress you with actual decent special effects, strange characters, and good acting... Maybe start with season five, Matt Smith. Well, good but acting, good David special effects. You need David Tennant, though. I haven't. No, seen no, it. no. Listen, you can always go back. This is to win people over who are like, "Look, I don't have a lot of time, but I'm going to watch a season of a show." Season five I'm not is a, lot a of time, very but good I'm season. Binge watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're doing that, you've got time. <laughs> but it is that is kind of where the show. Oh, you're getting in trouble for that coming. <laughs> yeah, I think I know who it's addressed to. <laughs> But it is it is a good jumping off point because it, it kind of starts the show afresh once again and leaves behind the tenant era because you can always go back to that and hopefully tenant's still your favorite. But you're going to get good special effects Whoa, and funny actors. Tenant and he's the tenth doctor. What? Mind blown. Can I give you guys I know we're going long, but can I write or can I give you guys some fun facts? This is usually, no, usually I want, what Joel I want does. You to write some fun facts. Uh, <laughs> I, I want out. you to tell us Jacob's stories. Jacob stories. When David Tennant was 13, he wrote a school paper called Intergalactic Overdose. That David Tennant being the 10th doctor? Yes. And this is when he was 13 in school. Mm. And he says, I'm going to be the doctor when I grow up. And his, his teacher's like, okay, that's cute. Uh, please grow up. This is just a phase. He's like, this isn't a phase for me. I'm going to be the doctor. This is the kind of show. And by the way, like British series, like how accessible and awesome that all these actors can like Imagine, hey, I want to be an actor and I want to be in this low-budget show. And they are. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. And a lot of actors either got their start or you know had initial roles on this show. Like You'll see familiar faces all the time. Yeah. British, familiar British actors. It, full of British character actors. Andrew Garfield got his, uh, one of his starts on this show as well. Oh, yeah? It, among countless others. Yeah. Like Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. I think Patrick Stewart got his start too, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Doctor, yeah. <laughs> but like how cool. So, and also Peter Capaldi when he was young, he's Capaldi. the he's 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 the <laughs> he's, I'm a jerk. He is the current doctor in which yes. the show is starting the this, this weekend. The the they're tw- twelve. Technically, yes. I know. Yeah. I we can't get into I that. I know. I was just being I was just being a jerk. 
like he is a child. He loved Doctor Who, and he would send in Doctor Who fan art saying why he wants is to be the, the old guy. Still, yeah, it's yes. the old guy. This is the eighty-year-old man, and he's a well-established actor, like a great actor. And he was even like, you know what? I, it's always been my my dream to play Doctor Who, and I'm going to play this part. Do you know that in the movie World War Z, Peter Capaldi's in it? Yes. Fun fact as well. And he's uh, he plays a uh, World Health Organization doctor or a Who doctor. What? This yeah, is he really before, does. This That's is before he became the doctor. Yeah. So there have been a lot of times where they've tried to make the Doctor Who popular over here. They tried like with Johnny Depp most recently. They wanted to like pitch a movie. And there is a director of a couple Harry Potter movies that was going to direct it. And I was like, no, no, no. Johnny Depp would be terrible. Please no. don't have him play another British guy that's no. just eccentric and crazy. No. Um, but in 1998, Paramount wanted to make a Doctor Who movie that would star either Michael Jackson as the Doctor <laughs> what? or Bill Cosby. Oh, they got bad taste. Speaking of companions, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, 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 <laughs> The joke has been made. Move on. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's the pudding and the TARDIS. <laughs> Here's a fun fact that everyone who watches the show knows, and I just, I just love that it's a community that just keeps on giving. David Tennant grew up watching, I think it was the fifth, fifth Doctor, and then... I mean, this this actually gets a little bizarre. Joel, you know this. David Tennant was in an episode with a woman who is the daughter of the fifth doctor from way back when, 30 years you're gonna, ago. You're basically, everyone's turning off the channel. <laughs> like, what, you know, what the and, did and you they, say? They fell in love, he and his co-star. In real life. And the episode in is called the, daughter, the, the Doctor's Daughter because she plays this kind of clonish daughter of David Tennant. They get married... And so he marries the daughter of a doctor. So ba- you just, he basically doctor. just said Doctor Who married his own daughter. This got a little weird. <laughs> it gets a little crazy, but it's an awesome fun fact. But the show has been on for 50 years. So <laughs> people grew up watching this. And there's <laughs> it's just funny to me that... <laughs> yes, Joel? <laughs> what was he going to say? You can't no, stop laughing. No, it's just funny to me that people grew up watching this and... You get these weird cross references like this, where she's his daughter, but she's also his hus- her husband. I can't talk. Yeah, and they had a kid, and it was the doctor's yes. granddaughter. Yes, it gets really messy when you start trying to explain it. That's I'm my own I'm, grandpa. That's what I'm laughing at is yes. the fact how how messy yeah. it gets. Here's my thing, and I know you want to get to the, just the straight up pitches. Look at the top TV shows like that are on right now. Big Bang Theory is number one. Big freaking Bang Theory. That's they, the number they one change show. The name to Big Freaking Bang Theory. Yeah, is that a Big spin-off? Freaking. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean number one show? The number one is watch show last season. Show? Yes, it is. That is weird. That is weird. It's disgusting. <laughs> the number two. Dribble. Number two. Football. Number three. NCIS. Number four. Walking Dead. Number uh, number five. NCIS. New New Orleans. Football. All these really well. Football. You know, it is what it is. But just mediocre shows. People could be dedicating their time to a show that's going to like charm them and uplift them at times. And I really think Doctor Who is that show. In fact, and this is kind of my closing argument, I have five reasons to watch Doctor Who. Oh my wow. Goodness. You've been talking for a while. Yep. <laughs> Do you guys want to go then? <laughs> no, no. It's fine. People that hate the show have already turned it off. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Like, can still so we're down, to, we're down to one listener again. Yeah, he it's... just unmuted it and you were still talking. <laughs> so we muted it again. You can use mute podcast, then come back every once in a while. I yeah. do. Doctor Who is a good, clean show. It, wait, wait. And this is your... This is my top five. This is your pro for it, right? Yes. Wait, wait. No, like you, there are you, shows out there where you're like, you can't watch them with your family. 
they either like you're watching Walking Dead and seeing what crazy way is an alien or as uh, alien is a zombie going to get killed this week or what character is going to die. I love Breaking Bad, but it's like it's kind of misery. <laughs> I mean, it's straight up nihilism. Doctor Who will make you happy, even when it's depressing. Okay, number two. Oh, you. Right. <laughs> number two. There's not a huge time investment. It's twelve episodes a season. And you have... But there is a huge time investment in this explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. It may be the show to get you into British TV. And I truly think everyone needs to be in British TV right now. At least one British show. If you're not watching Sherlock, you should be watching Doctor Who or... Luther. IT crowd. There's there's a ton out there. And if you're not already watching British TV, if you have, you're watching Doctor Who. But if not, this is going to be your gateway. Number four. You'll never want to skip the opening credits on this show. I love the music. I watch other other shows on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, can I get past all this? You'll never, I love ever the want to skip song. the I've credits. downloaded the theme song. It's on my iPod, That's and when it comes on in the car, the kids know this. They're like, drive like the TARDIS, and I start like shaking the wheel a little bit so the car starts wiggling back and forth. Yeah. Then we're in the TARDIS. Drive like the TARDIS. And even the, the soundtrack during the show is just fantastic. Good music. Production quality has gone up a ton on this show. And number five, the legacy of this 52-year-old show just keeps on giving. There's really no end in sight. So basically, sight. if you love antiques, you're going to love Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys so <laughs> bad. Me? What are you giving it about me for? Oh, like you weren't involved. <laughs> I didn't say anything. It was you Jacob. said something like two suggestions ago. Uh, so, okay. Huge time investment. Well, I do have a question Wait, Have I you. spoken in the last you, half hour? <laughs> <laughs> you, you did bring up a question for me, which is... Do you how do you, how do you like power streaming Doctor Who? Like, could you just sit down and watch a whole season? Yes, you could. Because you can binge watch. You can you totally can? binge watch. Okay, both of you. In fact, you probably should because then the filler episodes, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of forgot about that they in see, the in the scheme of things. Because I, I like binge watching. When I watch Doctor Who, like when it ends, I feel I feel kind of exhausted. Actually, I'm like, okay, I need something that's going to end a little quicker or kind of end on a high note because I don't know, and I can't really put my finger on it. Maybe maybe you can as a fan. But it, like it arcs so high and comes back down that at the end I kind of feel like okay okay every, every oh, episode okay. the world's going to end and then he saves yes it. it's exactly like, oh, thank goodness yeah yeah and so I don't know it's kind of exhausting for me no, binge watching like I, that's partly why that he, makes he sense. prefers a lighthearted Luther <laughs> yeah <laughs> with serial killers you know what I like is justified <laughs> makes me happy yeah those do make me happy you're right though it is always a world ending struggle every episode and then not the season everyone. finale not everyone but yeah. it, it can get exhausting but for me. Binging is the way to Binging's go. Binging still the way. Okay. Yes. Yeah. My, my pitch is what I've said earlier is that I like the show. I really like it. I don't understand why it has grasped on so firmly to pop culture and that people are obsessed with you it. You know, I kind of hate that, right? Being a hipster. Obsession. Yes. Yes. Like I hate that many people like this show now, but it still seems like there's this whole group of people who haven't seen it, don't care about it, don't want to watch it. To them, I say, give it a shot. You may like it. And it's fun to be part of this culture because Doctor Who fans are a lot of fun. They really are a lot of fun to be yeah. around. And I love the inside jokes. I love being able to see t-shirts or you know stuff, references and stuff like that. I'm like, I get that. I get that. That was kind of fun. It's fun to be part of that. I'm honestly, I'm just glad that there's something. I'm not done with my pitch. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> He's been really upset about not being able to talk. <laughs> Jake, what were you saying? Stab, <laughs> ah! stab. All right. Finish up, Joel. Sorry. All I was going to say was that I don't understand the, the, the obsession with it, but I think it's worth giving a shot. Give it a shot. If you like it, and, and, and get through the first season. Get to at least to the first Doctor, uh, excuse me, the ninth Doctor. Get into the tenth Doctor, and that's when it should turn a corner for you. And if it doesn't, that's when you say, you know what? I gave it a shot. Not a fan anymore. 
And I'm okay with that. I'm a, okay if if anyone it. wants a guide of what episodes to skip in season one, in the 2005 season one, write me up, hit me up on, on Facebook or Twitter, and I will tell you which ones to skip, and you'll be fine. And I don't know, I don't know the show well enough to do that, so I'll yeah. just I'll, I'll give you bad information. Talk to Kent. <laughs> That's yeah. my Are you done, okay. Joel? Yes. Jeez, finally. I entirely forgot <laughs> I know. What I was that say, was like so. only an eighth of what you said. <laughs> Reason number 72. <laughs> Percent. It's a 50-year show. <laughs> uh, okay. It's a 50-year pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, really, it, it's time travel. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters uh, to our listeners. It's not real. <laughs> Listener. All right. So <laughs> it's back down. If we have one at this point. Yeah. yeah. All right. So my pitch for Doctor Who is... Pitch for or pitch against? Uh, sorry, I fell asleep trying to figure out a way Unbelievable. to even say Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, uh, after watching The Girl in the Fireplace, though, this yeah. is my question for you, maybe to end on, but okay. are you going to continue to watch Doctor Who? Uh, it, that, you know, actually, that's a great way to end, is I was, I was flipping through the different episodes that were left, and I've got my wife saying, that's a good one, that's a good one, you skip that one, and after Girl in the Fireplace... I'll watch another episode or two to see, but I'm going to go into it kind of like Kent goes into a Marvel movie. My arms are going to be folded, and I'm going to be like, go ahead. Give me your best. Are, are you me. going to go with your, yeah. your wife's recommendations, though, and skip and watch certain ones? For sure. You know what, then, Jake? Huh? I think you just found your companion. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that, I think, is the key to enjoying Doctor Who. You watch it with somebody. Kind of like you watched with your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is the social exper- experiment because... Then you have something to talk about, and it's silly. Oh, mm-hmm. the one time they went to, they were on the shuttle the whole time, and they didn't even see the planet. And there was a, it was a creepy episode. Or just the little jokes, like what you know. I love. I want to be able to watch it with my kids, so I can be like, "All right, kids, all on Z, let's go." Yeah, exactly. Um, stuff like that. It'll be fun. Yeah. I, I think the point is enjoying it with somebody because it's kind of a family experience. So, yeah. Doctor it, Who brings families Doctor together. Who. Isn't Hashtag it about Kent cares time? <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Space. I know if Ken hadn't talked over me, that would have been a great. Hey, one more bite. time, one more time. <laughs> Doctor Who, isn't it about time? I'm putting that in the end. <laughs> Thanks for forcing that, <laughs> and thank you for listening. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. Also, we love to hear your feedback, <laughs> positive or negative, about Doctor Who at, at our Facebook page, Bacon Cell, and also we're at, at baconcell.com on Twitter, or you can go to baconcell.com. Yeah, come take a side too. I mean, we are really on different sides of the fence here. Let us so. know if Ken convinced you with his long argument. <laughs> yeah. Exterminate, exterminate. Well, now my wife hates you. Yep, she's done. <laughs> and right. this has been Bacon Cell. This is going to sound really condescending, but I'm just going to put it out there. What, Kent sounding condescending on bacon cell? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's dribble! Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. They are fast. Faster than you can believe. Don't turn your back. Don't look away. And don't blink. No way to avoid creepy uncle, basically. <laughs> <laughs> guy with an afro running around and with a big scarf by the way who shaft wasn't it? yeah you know. just dated himself <laughs> he's yeah. an old he's an old <laughs> we are the same no basically, basically like sesame street is on he's like i'm the last one hear me but then he does like a song i'm like, the last batman this is mr bean with some occasional creepy characters no, I have a story about that right now. Is, is, uh, wait, about Dr. Who or about French girls? Um.
take us back to oh, walk around a little girl's little French girl's bedroom. Hello. You must be scraping the bottom of the barrel if you are doing an episode on this piece of irrelevant cultural crap. Hopefully, if you love antiques, you're going to love Doctor Who. I could have done it, but curse my body. Doctor Who, isn't it about time?